0: Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb, where the topics are relevant and served with truth, transparency, and some much needed realness. It's a real gospel gumbo, if you please. Here's your host, Brad Webb.
1: Today, we're excited to kick back off a new episode. We uh, are the opportunities before us are endless of what we can talk about and we've been discussing among ourselves about what does it mean um, to really be relevant and today as we introduce this topic of relevancy um, and what it means to be relevant I have my wife joining me Christy thanks for uh, being back here today
0: Thanks to for join asking us in me this back, discussion. allowing me back.
1: Uh, I'm so glad you took our offer. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, let's just jump in and talk about that. You know, relevant on the surface, we think about it is um, such a simple word, but the actual definition of that and what it means to you. How would you summarize relevant and being relevant, relevancy in one one word, one phrase?
0: One phrase, um, being relevant means that, um, I guess that you matter, you, you matter. you have a vo- voice and your voice matters. Is that one word or phrase? That,
1: yeah, that's a good phrase. And I think that summarizes the whole thing mattering. And so when we think about being relevant, how many things no longer matter? And it seems that we're in a culture, in a context where so many people are at a point, where church church is one thing is church still relevant it's one of those discussion pieces that we begin to have in this context and conversation about does church really even matter so um to many people they would say no
0: that's right they would
1: what are your thoughts on that
0: um does church matter yeah i think church matters definitely um does
1: it matter to our cities where they're positioned
0: where churches are positioned? Where,
1: where the churches are located.
0: Um, I think it matters... I don't know that it matters where in that city that they're located. I'm not sure what the question is. Well, I is. mean, uh, so, so a, like a, church where without, a city without a church is that that matters. So if there is a church, I mean, a city without a church, that would definitely matter. But like, do you have to be at the church at the right location, you know, in the right neighborhood um, well, I guess to, the context, to matter or to be relevant? No, I don't think I that guess is, the context
1: I was really thinking about was wherever your church, a church whatever church exists, wherever it is located in the geographical boundaries where it exists, is it relevant to that part of the world that it is positioned in?
0: Yes. And I I answer that in that, you know, a city without a church is definitely a church has to be in a city that a city needs a church, Mm -hmm. whatever city it is. I believe that.
1: But does the city, is the city in a place where it realizes that it is in such great need for the church or has the church become so out of touch with meeting the needs of the city that the city no longer feels the church is relevant?
0: I think that the church has become, like you said, meeting so many other needs the church is what has lost its identity. The city hasn't lost its identity.
1: Mm, that's a good point.
0: I don't think. A city is a city. It's made up of people doing their own thing. It's got its own government. It's got its own way of life about it. A city is a living thing unto itself, if you want to you know, think of it like that. But they haven't lost their identity. They still have you know, the same structure or whatever. It's, it's a city, a group of people working. But... A church has lo- I think a lot of churches have lost their identity because they have um, become maybe the government parts of the government. They've taken into themselves to be parts of the government and and helping certain sections of society or whatever. They have um, taken over the role of society um, of social social stand you go to church to be social, right. Social standings to be seen by the right people at the right place. And church is the right place to do it. Um, I think they've, they've lost, the church has lost its identity. A city is still a city and still needs the same thing that it's always needed.
1: But do we feel like the church, how do we just get so deep so quick? Wow. I mean, it was like, welcome, Christy. And then we jump straight in. There neck deep. Um, but do you feel like the city has gone, the city cities have gone through a process of evolving in their identity. They're still in the same name, the same geographical boundary, so to speak, but the makeup of the identity of the city, so many of them is evolving. It's a changing neighborhood. Um, our, South Campus is located in a transitional neighborhood. You know, the culture is transitioning, um, demographics are transitioning. Um, It was an older community. A lot of the people there we're here from since the martins established martin park and now there's a whole another generation as young families you know when we started working back there we kind of saw that clashing actually uh in some of the community meetings and stuff that we went to where the older people were clashing with the newer people because there was a whole different uh, set of priorities Mm -hmm. so as the church as a city it still has its same identity and churches still have their same identity but it seems like, is the church, relevancy is, does it matter? Does the church still matter to the city? And I think the answer should always be, yes, the church should matter to the city. But is it functioning in a way that it, that it is mattering to the city?
0: Well, and I go back to my same thing. The church has lost its identity. It should matter to the city because it should, um, if you take a church out of a city, they should feel a, a loss. But so many things come into a city now that, that are filling in the... Um, the void that a church would leave a church has to work harder, but it still has to be in order to be relevant. It's still called to do the same job, which is share Christ. And if it's doing all these other things, if it's being the social, um, the, the social, you know, place, or if it's being the governmental place, or if it's being the hospital place or whatever it is, it's not doing what it's called to do. Mm -hmm. If, if, um, if you lose all of your social groups, suddenly you're going to feel the loss. If you lose, all, if if Alexandria lost all of its hospitals, suddenly you're going to feel the mm-hmm. loss. Whereas if it loses all of its churches, is it going to feel the same loss? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. The church has to have, has to put forth its identity so much. And I don't think we do. I think we, um, I think a lot of churches don't, aren't fulfilling their, what they're called to do. They're worried about trying to be everything instead of being the one thing that they're called to be.
1: That's a good word. And, and and that's one of the things that I've always asked the question, the church at family of grace, even from the time that we started, it is that we, that God would bless family of grace and we could impact our city in a way that if we no longer existed, that the city would feel the loss. Right. Sadly, um, I know of six churches right off hand, um, in the last two years, three years in Rapids Parish alone that no longer exist. And so, it was, but like you're saying, that was a great example with the hospitals cause they didn't all close at once, mm-hmm. but little by little there, another one is closing others are struggling to stay open and relevancy becomes the key part to it would would you agree yes. and how so how can we as the people who make up the church help with that concept of being relevant
0: uh, don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> I wish you could have seen that look I just got. I don't know. Um, it's like I can't believe you just asked um, me that question. Like, you know, um, that's a hard question though, because um, I I don't know because it's it's a burden that you you don't like. You have to have the burden of sh- sharing Christ, and it's hard to make people realize like what what is going to happen if mm. if you don't share what you're supposed to be sharing now, if the church isn't doing its job, like, you know, we talk about our freedoms and our, um, rights as people. And what they don't, what we don't understand is like, um, that if you lose your salvation, if you lose that, like you talk about, you've lost a whole generation, um, this Mm -hmm. generation versus that generation, the differences in one generation or whatever, any generation can go to hell. Mm -hmm. And we don't think about that. I mean, we don't have that burden. I that was a sobering
1: like... thought when Ronald Reagan said we're one generation away from being a complete atheist nation. And I guess it was very powerful looking at that, listening to that quote now that was, oh, uh, what, 35, 35 years ago, you know, when he said that and realizing how we are now. Um, it seems like. So many people are struggling for relevancy, and it seems like the more irrelevant the church becomes, the the people are feeling less relevant as well. You know, um, hopelessness just abounds so much. Um, people constantly struggling with depression and even taking their life. And... Um, so much of that I think comes back to a life that is not relevant. If we go back to the definition that you talked about to be relevant means you matter. So for someone who feels like they don't matter at all, um, is just, um, a very bad place to be. Yes. So, is you think about as the church, the the two are kind of running together. When you really begin to look at it and think about and have dialogue about the subject matter at hand, there is the per- the church should be the one providing the pathway forward for the relevancy, but they're becoming less relevant. And as a result, it's kind of a domino effect.
0: And maybe that's what you ask: how did do, how does the church become relevant? I guess the answer should be one person at a time. You make one person feel. Mm. know their relevance you know you make one person you make each person understand that they are so important in the overall you know i don't know picture Mm. world scheme of things whatever you want to say but every person has a um has a an influence and and i have a whole pet peeve don't even get me started on a professional influencer at that I, how is that a job? How does that even like, I don't even get that. How can people be professional influencers? That's all they do is sit around every day and influence others. I don't get that. Anybody? But anyway.
1: Well, or does not say how shallow we've become?
0: Every person is an influencer, not professionally. You have an influence on other people you know, like the people in line behind me at the grocery store, I can have a good influence on them or I can have a bad influence on them in a matter of 30 seconds in line with them. You know, you are an influencer. It is not my profession, mind you. And I I just, that term just drives me crazy, but, but you have to make each person realize that they matter even for that 30 seconds in a grocery line, every, every, 30 seconds matters. You know what I mean? Like they are, they do matter. And God does have a plan. God put them in that grocery line for a reason, for some reason.
1: it, it then of course, are people, or have we become that shallow Are people struggling with that level of shallow shallowness that a professional influencer could influence them. Someone they've never met, never had a conversation with, never really seen do anything, you, you know, but they have a name, or their parents had a name, and so now they're a professional influencer, and people are paying them to wear their clothing and all that stuff. I know that's your pet peeve, and you don't want to talk about it. I, but d- I
0: just don't get it. I, I, like I don't. How do they become that? How do you even? Why? <laughs> I I don't understand that. And um, and we're sitting in the room with a millennial, so I'm gonna. But I'm kind of gonna make up. Like people say, you know, millennials are so. I don't know, pick a... Pick something. Pick a verb. So lazy. Millennials are so, Dang. you know, different. Millennials are so... This millennial's
1: um, not lazy, though, because he works very, very No, no, hard. no, and I'm
0: not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, people talk about... So many people talk about millennials right, now. Right, right. And you think they are different from my parents and me? Think about how people, like, the children that are growing up now, mm-hmm. being influenced by influencers their whole lives they're having influencers our child is seven and she goes to birthday parties that have to be in a certain name of i can't even say the kid's name but i don't even know the little girl's name that is an influencer literally on youtube to seven-year-olds seven-year-olds and anything that this kid does on youtube they have to you know, emanate it in their own lives. They have to be like imitated in their Mm, own lives. They have to be like it in their own lives. And she's seven. She should be, you know, trying to be like her sisters that she's watching or me, her mom that she's watching or somebody, you know, a friend or whatever. She shouldn't be on YouTube trying to, Imitate this random person that she has no clue about, you know? Yeah,
1: doesn't even really exist.
0: That, right, is a character. She has, you know, and like, you know, you watch TV and you're like, oh, I wish I could have comebacks like them. They have a team of writers that make up those comebacks. You know, mm-hmm. she has a script that she goes mm-hmm. by on these little things. And, but if the same situation happens to a real live human, they don't have the script. They don't have the perfect words. The situation doesn't end up perfectly. They think they're not important. They think they so, are relevant. And the people who aren't influencers feel like they don't have, they don't matter. And I don't get that. I And don't that's understand. why people
1: are starting to feel the, the matter of irrelevancy is growing. People feeling so irrelevant is growing every day. And so... There's a couple of things that we hope to attempt through these episodes that will be coming up in the future. Um, one, how do we bring back church relevancy, the gospel relevancy? You know, I love this passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter four. Um, is the gospel still even relevant today? People say, no, it's an old book. It's not relevant and it's not really written for today. And my, my response to that is always read a, one Proverbs a day and tell me it's not relevant, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, read for us as Christians, this passage of scripture in Hebrews chapter four. It's really a, a good insight into this.
0: It says, um, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword, piercing the division of the soul and of spirit, of joints and of morrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart.
1: That sounds pretty relevant to me, doesn't it? Living it's living and active. and active, you know. And so we have, um, as we think about this, I think you really touched on it a while ago, Christy, when we talked about um, the church be, will be relevant again when the people regain their relevancy, that they matter. And today, I think so many people think they don't matter. They think they, they can't make a difference. They live life in a vacuum, and um, they're no longer living beyond themselves, and, um, I think if we can have dialogue about that, how do we help people right where they are, then the relevancy will come back to the church when people are being rooted and grounded in being what God created them to be. And when the church returns back to the gospel it's still relevant, you know, and, and you mentioned earlier that it's. Trading the gospel for social ideas and all this other stuff that we've kind of lost our identity. So if we can get back to that, I think it'll make a big difference.
0: Definitely. I mean, I think, I think that it you have to make um, God's plan for your life, or their lives, or people's lives is the most important thing. It's not what, you know, society thinks or what, um, an influencer thinks or what, Mm -hmm. you know, even what your group of friends think it's you right or wrong, you and God what's right, what's wrong. What do you think? What does God think about what you're doing? It's not get an opinion poll on everything Mm -hmm. you do. You know, um, it's, Right or wrong. And I think right or wrong has, has the lines have been blurred a lot, Mm -hmm. a whole lot. Um, So if you do it to do, like, I don't, I don't know if y'all read the thing about where the kid licked the ice cream and put it back in the, did y'all read this?
1: I don't believe. The
0: kid, the kid looked, or I don't know, maybe it was a grown person. I have no idea. A person took a thing of ice cream and licked it and put it back in the freezer at Walmart to be sold by another customer and they arrested the person. And so the next person they arrested for doing the same thing watched it on, like, I don't know, some social media and imitated it. Yes, that was funny. It got so many thousand views or whatever you get. And um, so, like, you can't live your life thinking, oh, this is funny. It's not going to, like, he's under arrest for, like, spreading disease or something. Like, the CDC is coming after this person. So, like, it's not... It's not. Um, it's it's wrong. It doesn't matter if it's great on social media. It doesn't matter if, you know, it got 15 mm. billion hits or views or whatever you get. It's still wrong to do that. Yeah. And so many people think, it. oh, well, it'll it'll slide by or it'll be forgiven or, oh, it's funny, so I can do it anyway.
1: That, that's very much so and it's just this conundrum that we live in so our goal for the next several weeks on these podcasts and we hope that you will reach out and share them with a friend is we want to give you practical steps how to regain biblical relevancy in your life what is biblical relevancy in your life is that you understand the very purpose that God puts you here for and I think when we really and truly begin to understand that that it will actually help bring about a whole different perspective someone I, I, you know two people last week struggling with kind of the same symptoms. I thought, man, if they could ever just realize that they have so much potential for the greater good of other people and they start serving other people in their giftedness, then all of a sudden they're going to feel very relevant. And their life's going to take on a whole different look and feel and, and, and context to it, you know? And so, um, man, this is a conversation that we want to have because our suicide rate is on the high on the rise Um, It's been a while since I talked about this, but over the last couple of years, for the first time since the early 1960s, the mortality rate for our nation is on decline. People are living for a shorter amount of time now because so many young people are taking their lives that it is reducing the mortality rate of our whole nation. Even though we have all this medical technology that's letting people live to be much older, so many young people are giving up on life. And the reason they give up on life is because they just feel like they don't matter, which is a definition of relevant.
0: That's right. And being
1: and, relevant. So what we want to do is give you some practical steps and what that looks like and how you can start walking these things out to understand your purpose for being here, that you will be relevant. And we want to share stories. We're, we're going to have some testimonial stories, man, just the people coming in and sharing their story. And every story that we will share that I've been talking to people about all comes back to one. One main uh, thing that changed a lot was them being fulfilled and when they were fulfilled it meant they were relevant they mattered they mattered at their job they mattered at their home they mattered you know whatever it was they were engaged in they mattered and so um man this is what we hope to accomplish some other thoughts you have on that you want to share
0: i have Looking forward. I don't know what you have planned, so I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing it. The other thing that coming.
1: we want to do as Christy's sitting here, you know, I, I, we, Paul, this is hard, and you probably understand this as a parent. How do we teach our kids to be relevant? How do we start teaching that concept to them? You know, what does relevancy look like? How do you begin to teach your kids simply that they matter? They matter in
0: life. Um, I think you have to let them have ownership that they do matter. Like if, if, if they don't do it, it's not gonna get done at some point. Mm-hmm. Like and, and it's as small a things as if you don't choose what shirt you're wearing today as a three year old, we have a three year old in our home, as if you don't choose what shirt you're gonna wear today, you aren't gonna have a shirt.
1: I know, but we have got to get rid of all those winter pajamas because he keeps choosing winter pajamas all the time.
0: Okay, this is not a clean out our our closets conversation. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, we're just
1: keeping it real here. The,
0: um, you are just keeping it a little too real for us. Anyway, but my point is make them have ownership. Like if you don't choose where we eat tonight, we're not going to eat you have a choice you have an owner and and the thing about that is it's so hard to say okay you have to choose a shirt well no you can't wear that shirt today i don't like it you know okay even if he has on orange if even if he has on like rain boots that are camouflaged he has on blue shirt i mean blue shorts and he has on like a random who knows what shirt you have to let him wear that, and I do. It she drives. She keeps
1: saying him, but he actually
0: coordinates <laughs> it dri- but better it drives, than her. It drives them. It drives them crazy when I let the younger kids say, "Okay, are you really gonna wear those pink sandals?" Is that with, your final choice? With those camouflage shorts and that you know unicorn shirt, are you really gonna wear that out? Do you need to out? call a friend? And when she says yes, as a seven-year-old, I can't go back and then say, "Okay, well, your opinion doesn't matter." Go find something that matches. You know, if she's happy with it, I have to let her. You know, and
1: so letting kids be part of the conversation. And you know, we we have these things in our family called family meetings, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're over significant issues, and sometimes they're not. And I never let them know is it significant or is it really just something about where we want to go on vacation, but, uh, so when we talk about having a family meeting, it's amazing though, how the younger kids love to be part of that family meeting.
0: Yes. Yes, they do. And the older kids are like,
1: uh, what did I do? (laughs) But
0: the, when, when we get in a car, the six of us in a car is always interesting, but the, the, the teenagers will be sharing something going on in life. You know, they'll be talking. They'll be telling us about something. And the three-year-old will be, will be yelling in the back, I want to talk. I want to talk. I want to talk. You won't let me talk. So they finish the story. They say, okay, it's your turn to talk he doesn't have anything to say he just wants to be in on the conversation he wants his voice heard he wants to be acknowledged as in a in a car full of in a car full of girls who all talk over each other into in you know intertwining mm. conversations he wants Spider to webbing. make sure that he is still being heard from the back seat as a 3 year old and i think that's one way that you do excuse me you do give ownership And you do say, okay, you are relevant. What do you want to talk about now? And there's not, I mean, obviously you're not going to stop every conversation and you, you, you are in and say, okay, it's your turn to talk. You talk and we'll carry ours on later. That's not how we do it. Mm -hmm. But every part of like, after it's over, okay, now it's your turn. What is relevant? You know, what is, Mm -hmm. what is your opinion? (laughs) Not what, what is your opinion? You are relevant. You do matter. And we will respond to what you want to, you want to talk about. And, um, and, and it's not always easy and, and sometimes it's not always convenient and it's not what you want to do. Like, you know, again, the clothes thing, it, it drives the teenagers crazy when they go out in these outfits or whatever. And do I let them do it all the time? No, you know, you can't do it on certain occasions. But on, you know, we're going to Walmart. Do you really want to be seen like that in Walmart? Yes. Okay. Well, then that's, that's you. Cruel. You know, that's right. I, that's fine. <laughs> I've probably seen worse at walmart so it's not that big of a deal but again if you say you have to be prepared you know to where, where do you want to go to dinner and then they say mcdonald's you can't say oh well your opinion doesn't matter we're not going to mcdonald's you know mm-hmm. I, right. you can't right. over over yeah. them if you say it's up to you you mm-hmm. have to say okay then that's where we're going
1: so as Ben, as we're just talking through these things, this is what we hope to accomplish. And we want to share success stories of how people have found biblical relevancy in their life and and fulfillment in their life and joy in their life and how God is truly bringing about about a fulfilled life for them. Uh, Man, it's been great to be here today. Thank you for jumping in on this. We hope it uh, piques your interest and you want to be part of this. And uh, man, as you're out there and you just continue to look for relevancy in your own life and how you can make a difference in every sphere of influence that you occupy at home, at church, at work, at your recreation area, what you do to recreate and that whole process. uh, Man, it's just going to be a great opportunity as we look for applicable ways to be relevant, and bring relevancy back to our church so that the space that whatever church you attend fulfills, that area will know that that church is making a difference. Of course, as you do this, you need to pray hard. Pray hard, stay humble, and hustle hard. And God's gonna give you some direction and some insight as you look to what he is doing in your life. Christy, thanks for joining us today. I always Sean. love it when you come and have a conversation with us. So, Thank you. All I right, we will see you next time.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and it blessed you. If you would like to keep up with Pastor Brad, you can follow him at facebook.com at Pastor Brad Web, F-O-G. We'll see you later.